Hey, I'm Dan, and if you're new to homebrewing, so am I. Welcome to my adventures in homebrewing. Hey everybody, it's Dan here. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, just so you know, there were a couple of hiccups with the audio this week, so just bear with me. So, with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy our talk with the Blind Brew Guy and the North Ski Brewer here on My Adventures in Home Brewing. Okay. Hey everybody, it's Dan here, and it's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way. Thank you very much for uh, coming along for the ride, and uh, thanks for uh, listening to me rant about uh, how my uh, my brewery died and kind of went boom on me and about my vanilla bourbon stout experiment. So that's getting ready to get bottled soon. So thanks a lot. And uh, just so you know, guys, um, it is the uh, American Association, uh, Homebrewers Association's Big Brew Day in North America, pretty much. So um, I hope everyone's out there make, being able to make beer today and or planning to make a, a beer. Um, I know some of us have had... Uh, have had setbacks and I, I know I'm one of them because I'm still trying to get the, the new brewery dialed in. So without further ado, guys, uh, this week we are going to have a returning friend, Fred Coleman, the blind brew, uh, blind brew guy, right? Did I get that right, Fred? The bl blind you, brew yeah, blind brew you guy? You did, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That I, I, I was... Uh, uh, was we're dealing with a little bit of a delay here. So yes, blind brew guy is, uh, is my Instagram grandma handle and and my daughter Norsky Brewer here actually set me up on Instagram so uh, I, I was kind of a novice at, at the time but he's now uh -huh. more popular than I am <laughs> <laughs> and we have his daughter Melissa with us the Norsky Brewer um so uh I found Fred through uh through Instagram and started following him and we had him on the show earlier and he was telling us about what it's like to be visually impaired and be being a brewer and everything else and I'm still in awe of this gentleman and how he's able to get stuff done. I I hope he's an inspiration to a lot of others out there who think that they can't do something that yeah you still can you just got to have the heart and the passion to do it. Fred, how are you doing my friend? I'm doing doing great. We're we're, uh, we're living the good life in Phoenix. Uh, it's it's about 98 degrees today, so it's getting a little warm, but we're we're making do with it. I, see, I wish I had that problem. It's only like like <laughs> maybe like 10 degrees Celsius here in Canada. So, yeah, I I, I see like the t-shirts and then the palm trees. So at least, yeah, my heart bleeds, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it actually is a little warm. That's one reason we also uh, put our brew day on hold today because our pool to chill the wort pulls up to about 74, I think, this morning. So it actually doesn't cool that good anymore. But, uh, but you know, so, so it goes. Okay. So um, I'll get you to introduce your partner to your left, my right, and we'll go from there. Okay, this this is my youngest daughter. I have two daughters. This is my youngest daughter, Melissa, and she she started brewing um, about the same time I did, but she took a separate path. So I can I can let her uh, uh, talk about that. Yeah, you were doing 
five gallon extract batches and that just seemed like too much beer to me. So I started doing uh, one gallon whole grain batches just on my stove. That, and then start going oh, gallon batches. And pretty soon that turned into five gallon batches and doesn't seem to be too much beer now. Yeah, it just seems to creep. You start small. I say, yeah, well, that went really fast. I'll make a little bit more next time. I'll make a little bit more. And then you're like, oh, what the hell? Just take the jumping. Just go for the full the full enchilada and go for the full five gallon. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this now. You'll start to get the itch that you want your system to grow even more. I've been doing it. <laughs> I've been back into it now for the last couple of years. And having gone through already one robo, robo brew, that's like a five, like the maximum I can get out of it is maybe eight gallons. I'm already looking at maybe hoping someday that I can get a, maybe a 20 gallon system into my garage. <laughs> and that way I can keep myself going for a while. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm already planning uh, to try some 10 gallon batches this summer. So we're, uh, uh, it would be the first time I've tried any, uh, anything bigger than five gallons, but I, I've got a, I've got a converted uh, can. So, uh, Melissa, what's it like yeah. to to be brewing with your dad? I mean, uh, well, we both have loved craft beer um, as far as I could legally enjoy it. Um, but no, it's just really nice. It's something we can do together, and and we make a whole day of it. Sometimes he comes up to where I live. Um, I'm up in the mountains in Arizona, and. I don't know, it's just fun to kind of plan it out, talk about it, and just have something else in common. We used to do a lot of fishing and camping together, and since you don't do that as much anymore because of your eyesight, it's just another thing for us to bond over. And, and we do, we've, we've done some double brew days where we get together and, and, and Melissa brews one batch and I brew another batch, so we got two, two boils going on. And, but a lot of times we just brew one batch together either she takes it home with her or i keep it here or we brew it up at her place so we we just kind of uh wing it you know whatever whatever works out at the time or whoever needs a batch of beer for their kegerator uh we we brew something up so all right so do you guys have any like com any competitions between the two you see who can make the better beer because i know if my friends here or at least a buddy of mine who lives relatively close. Every now and then, we're trying to one up each other. So he made this really great uh, stout that I love, and I made mine. I don't think it was as good as his, so I just kind of went, eh, "I'm making a bourbon stout. See if you can keep up." So now he's just waiting for his. So I'm kind of curious. Do you guys have that little bit of rivalry? Well, we we actually we kind of brew different beers. Uh, there's a few that that we brew the same and we compare them you know we, we we decide you know did someone do something different does one taste a little better but uh you know it's not much of a competition um melissa brews more i would say she brews a couple saisons and she has done some uh beer with with fruit in it uh we enjoyed her uh, her blood orange saison last night she brought a growler down from her place um i tend to stick more with I'll, I'll say traditional, I, you know, I, I do, uh, I do, I've done Kolsch, I've done an alt beer, I, I do um, some Belgian wits, I like stouts, 
I, I do a jalapeno beer that uh, I don't think Melissa's ever brewed the jalapeno, but uh, that goes over well too. In fact, I think she's drinking that right I now. Um, and, and I do some IPAs and, and she does some IPAs. So we, we compare notes just to see if someone's, you know, maybe we like what, what one person made. So we'll try to copy it, but okay. uh, it's not much of a competition. I think the, the whole garden is, is one that we both have brewed on our own. But yeah, right now I have on tap, I have like a milkshake IPA, uh, cream ale, and then that blood orange saison. So experiment, but I do a lot more kits just because I don't have time to plan out recipes and. Right. Okay, well, you know, you're making beer and you're having fun. So it's all really that matters, but is there like a specific we do a competition? <laughs> well, if you want to do a competition, I'll in. I'm in. I'll and I'll FedEx my stuff down to you. <laughs> Cause I, I entered the uh we'll, we'll have to work. Where... Go ahead. Oh no, I go ahead. Okay, so I entered uh 24 bottles of beer into the uh national homebrewers competition. So supposedly it's getting done now so no the the only competition i've done is i i had a kolsch in the uh the homebrew happy yeah. hour kolsch cup so it, it did okay i came out like 16th out of 59 and i didn't put a lot of effort into it as uh did hey man 69 yeah. uh, 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 almost uh, i think it was like 50 or 60 people that's pretty awesome man hats off to you okay so you cut out a little bit so i didn't catch what you said on that last little bit oh i said yeah i was i was pleased with that uh, with how how my coach did overall i i i actually just used their kit but then i of course being a home brewer you can't just make a kit so i had to i had to doctor it up a little bit but Yep. I know that feeling. Actually, interesting part is I doctored it up a little bit based when when you had uh, had uh, Mr. Dornbush on your ah, show. Yes. And he he was talking mostly about alt, but he also talked a little bit about Kolsch's and how historically they always had some wheat in them. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, hey, that's what I'm going to do. So I threw a half a pound of of white wheat malt into the into the, the standard kit they had, and uh, so so yeah, I basically got that idea. I listened to to, to Horst on your show. Yeah, well, I'm about to try and reach out to Horst relatively soon and get him to see if he wants to come on and talk Berliner Weiss, because I have a a, a Berliner uh, fermenting oh. away in the basement right now. So. What am I getting his two cents worth and a little bit of history out of him on that one? So, Horst, if you're listening, there's an email or a, or a phone call coming, my friend. So, <laughs> Melissa, what are some of the things that you really enjoy brewing? I mean, I know you said uh, your Blood Iron Saison is like one of your favorites. Uh, you have a milkshake IPA on tap. So, what are some of the your, your go-to must-have beers? Uh, I don't know. I, I like a lot <laughs> of different beers. Um, the milkshake IPA is my husband's favorite. So that's okay. the one he always requests when I say, hey, what should I brew? Um, he's like, oh, what about that really good beer? 
um, which just means the, the milkshake IPA. But I really like sorts of like saisons. Um, that was what we were supposed to brew today was going to be like my Christmas version of a saison, which is like a dark saison. Um, and that came out at like 9%. So nice. it's really good, but can be a little dangerous at that. Yeah. I think saison, that, that's always been kind of like one of my favorite, favorite beers. Yeah. And we, we planned, like you said, we planned on brewing today, uh, for, for, uh, big brew day and we figured oh, it's a big beer so we can brew that one but but then um, Melissa had had some work things come up and we didn't get the grain mill plus not here to brew so it, it kind of it didn't take us uh, a lot of talking to decide yeah let's let's postpone it to uh, to another time so yeah well as long as you I think last are... time I brewed it I did August and I let it age for quite a while, so I I try to tap it right after Thanksgiving. So all right, on. okay, yeah, you know I, I totally understand about postponing brew days. There was a few during when I was out in the garage here, uh, out where I live in on in Ontario. Uh, winter gets pretty pretty gnarly, and I think when I talked to you, we still had snow on the ground, and yeah, I showed it to you. Uh, there were some times when it was like minus twenty odd degrees. Uh, here and I was out in the garage uh, brewing away I'm going why am I doing this <laughs> so I totally understand when you want to push a day off totally 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 understand yeah I usually come down and brew here in Phoenix during the winter just because where I'm at we we get snow occasionally and it gets pretty cold and um and I think she likes my setup a little better so Okay. What are you brewing on there, Melissa? Just kind of muscle. Pretty much the same setup. I just have a 10 um, mega pot and do brew in the bag. Um, but I don't have the nice pulley. So I'm usually just holding like the wet grain above or uh, ask my husband to do it. That, that's it's a good one, workout. That's one of the, uh, one of the things that... that with my with my eyesight, I I needed something to lift the bag and hold in place while I was doing stuff because uh, it's hard to get a jug bag, get a bucket out to put it into, and the 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 pulley and my little lift system enables me to, to brew by myself. Or if you're brewing with someone else, it still makes it pretty easy. So. Yeah, I have that pulley system in my garage for when I lift up the, the malt pipe inside the robo brew. I'm able to pull it up and just let it hang there for a few minutes as I add the sparge water. Then I just bring it up a bit more than set it down on its feet down on the uh, the um, the metal rim that's supposed to be. And it's been a, a godsend on my back. <laughs> uh, you know, Why don't you just build me a setup like you have? Well, because I'm really busy all the time and, you know, how it goes. But, yeah, it, it actually didn't cost much. Of course, now lumber prices are up. It probably cost a little more. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing COVID has been kind of nasty about is some things stay the same for price. Yeah. Other things get inflated by just due to demand. And we have the same yeah. thing here in Canada with lumber prices just jumping through the roof. So that's another story another day. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping grain prices don't go up so I can keep making beer. Yeah, I know. Well, I, talking about grain is kind of cool. Um, there's a guy maybe about an hour away from where I am right now, Mississippi Mississippi Mills Malting Company. So, guys, I've got your email. We're going to be in touch soon. He's a craft malter. So I'm going to be talking to him about getting some craft uh, barley malt and things like that to try and make uh, make beer with that and see how it goes. Do you have anything like that down yeah, the way? I've been listening to a couple other, um, not right here close to us, but I know there are in Arizona. Um, and I've been listening to some podcasts, and you know, there, there's some some of those uh, those craft malters are turning out some interesting grains mm-hmm. that really uh, really add add to the character of the of the beer anyway. So uh, where, where I where, where I spend my summers up in uh, Minnesota. There is a, a malt house just about 15 miles away from me, and I, I, I bought their stuff, uh, uh, a few bags from them, and, and it, it's good. I haven't tried any of their special malts yet. I basically just bought uh, bought some two-row uh, pale and some uh, Pilsner malt and been brewing with that, but we, we, we like that, so I might try some of their specialty stuff here this summer. Okay. So are there any types of malt, not, not brands, but types, specific types? So like, I know we all have to have a base malt, but are there any specific specialty malts you guys tend to, to use a lot of or hops or certain yeasts that you enjoy using? Well, I've been, I've been using a lot of imperial yeast, liquid yeast, because Mm -hmm. um, I, I get that, you know, I belong to the the homebrew happy hour, uh, the Patreon club. And so I get a beer kit from them every, well, I started out every other month and then I went to every month, but they ship that with Imperial, Imperial yeast too. So I've been, that's what I've been brewing with and I, and I do like it. But other than that, I, I use just a lot of dry yeast also, cause that's, it's easy to store. And, and uh, you know, it, you always have some on hand if you need it. But um, as far as malts, you know, I, I try to buy uh, a little variety, um, keep some, you know, keep some dark stuff for, for doing stouts and chocolate, uh, some, some biscuit. I use a lot of, a lot of biscuit malt in, in my IPAs and some of those. So uh, just a variety. And then if I, you know, need something like we do have a homebrew shop uh, not too far away from us. So I can go pick up uh, a little bit of uh, whatever I need for our yeah, I'm not too picky about malts or anything. I do a lot of kits, but um, do you really like Galaxy Hops and Mosaic Hops if I'm going to be making um, an IPA or anything like that? Mm-hmm. This, the, the, the IPA I'm drinking right now, it's, uh, it, it's, it was supposed to be a session IPA. It kind of is. It was, it was only supposed to be about 4%, but it turned out at about 4.7, which is fine. Uh, it's made with mosaic and citra hops, and I really, I really like that combination too. So, okay, right on. Well, it's oh, hang on, there we go. We're good. I'm just making sure we're on track. And also, my phone's getting blown up by people dropping comments, so it's all good. Um, so what do you guys want other than the beer that's getting pushed to the 
pushed or delayed to the to the side right now. What are you guys hoping to make next? What is your next big adventure that you want to try and stray into? Say I'm going to be going up uh, up to Minnesota here in about two weeks because we spend a lot of our summer up there. So I'm going to be brewing with a friend, and, and I, we'll probably brew some of the same beers that that I brew here. We'll just uh, uh, hopefully do bigger batches. But I'm working on a stout. Uh, I've done one one batch, one iteration of it, kind of like a s'mores, but I'm I'm trying to do it without adding a bunch of flavorings to it. So I'm playing with different malts. Uh, I, I made the first batch and instead of using any real roasted barley, I did use chocolate malt, but um, I went with midnight wheat to kind of see if I could give it a softer flavor. Um, and it's it's okay, but I'm, I'm also gonna, the next batch, I'm gonna try some honey malt in there and some pale chocolate instead of the, the regular darker chocolate malt. Uh, so I'm, that, that's kind of the, the experiment that I'm working on, but I, I, I might not brew another batch until this fall, so. Uh, we'll, we'll... Okay. And how about you there, Melissa? What are you gonna stray into? Like a, a pumpkin beer. Um, so I did one last year, so there's a few changes I want to make to try to get that. But um, other than that, I, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I have I bought like I don't know how many kits I just bought, but kind of bought enough for the whole year to get me through. We'll see if it actually does. But um, got a lot of IPAs. I like to do a Kolschen, um, Hefeweizen. But, and we, we do have a barley, we're plan, we've been planning to do a barley wine for what, a year now or yeah. so? And we, and we haven't, we haven't brewed that yet. We wanted to brew it and get it, you know, get it kind of aging, but we just, uh, we haven't got, haven't got to it yet, but that's, that's on the list too. Let me how the barley wine turns out, because I am, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I don't, I, I, I whenever it's given to me, I do, I'll, I'll have it. It's, and I will admit, there are some that are absolutely nice i won't say fan because i'm not a big fan i'll say they're nice but there are some out there and i just i'd sooner be drinking paint thinner <laughs> oh yeah we're we're not going for the paint thinner but uh yeah there's it's strong it's uh it's just something we thought well we should make it get it get it aging you know put put some bottles so you know it goes it just yeah we haven't we haven't sat down and done it yet yeah, there was one I had not too long ago. It was a barley wine, but they use, you know, bacteria to kind of sour it. And um, one I think I could do. The sour wine is not mine. Okay. All right. So we, we, go ahead, guys. I don't think either of us have, have done any sours, but, well, I was just going to say we, We've never gotten into the sour beers very much. I, I don't mind drinking them now and then, but we yeah. just haven't haven't tried brewing anything like that yet. Well, if you do look at doing a, a sour, um, the, what is it? Uh, uh, Wild Brew Philly Sour. It's, uh, it's um, I could never say the name of the company right, so I'm not going to try, try it, but it starts with an L. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can figure out who I'm talking about. Um, but 
it's everything you need for to make a sour beer is in that yeast all the lactobacillus the bremomyces saccharomyces you just dump it in and let it do its thing oh that does sound sound like something we could we could live with but yeah absolutely so any any uh I know we kind of touched on a little bit, like you said, you're looking at, you would like to try and get into making some bigger batches, but are there any upgrades coming to the, uh, to the home breweries? Just um, something like that for monitoring the, uh, you know, gravities and stuff while it's, uh, uh, while it's fermenting, but it's, it's not super high. I, I've been playing, I think, and when I talked to you last time, I, I've been playing a little, Bit with pressure fermenting and yep. that's that's going okay too so i'm i'm kind of doing half like some some batches i'll pressure ferment and others i'm just doing standard but i do like the ease of transferring and, and everything like that with a pressure fermenter that's oh, that's yeah. really nice uh, i no worries about oxygen oxygenation or other problems so i i kind of might be doing more of that uh, yeah i know it's, it's it's once you get hooked on it it's hard to go back to the other way of doing things I sometimes toy with the idea of going in like an all-in-one electric system. I do have like a 240 hookup in my garage, um, but the price kind of deters me. So there are a lot of really good all-in-ones out there. Um, if you, I, I think you guys have access to more beer in the States. So, or even if you go look at, uh, uh, the actual homebrew shop I think called Adventures in Homebrew, Adventures in Homebrewing. Uh, I think there they actually mm -hmm. have some really good selections of all-in-ones because there's, uh, I think there's one by Blickman. There's an Anvil. Uh, there's uh, the ones I use by Kegland. Uh, there's a Mash and Boil, and then there's also the one you get from uh, Grandfather. But the two that I've seen that actually have, if you have a 240 volt hooked up in your garage, it'd be almost well worth looking at getting like the, the big versions of them where you can do like 15 gallons or whatever with them. Cause you can still do a five gallon uh, batch or even a 10 gallon batch, but it just gives you that option to do big batches or not mainly because, well, you have it. And if you want, you can do, one big batch of wort and then divide it up over say three fermenters and you're farther down the road. And um, there, they do have some really good pricings. I will say this um, for me, the one from Kegland for me has been the best bang for my buck. Uh, my new one cost me about $550 Canadian, which is half the price of a brand new grandfather. So it, it all depends on what is in your wheelhouse. They are all great, but it's also worth doing a little bit of research and even sometimes reaching out to the company and talking to them. It goes a long way. Yeah. It, um, I was listening to, uh, to, to Coulter at, at Home Brewing DIY. I think his latest podcast, they compared like three or four different all-in-ones and you know they, they all had their pluses and minuses but yep. they were all good too i mean you know, they, they all they all had uh, they all turned out decent beer and, and you know we we could make bigger batches because my but uh but her and her husband like to drink beer too so we we could definitely get rid of more beer if we if we made more <laughs> beer without too much trouble 
Yeah, it's amazing how, how many friends you make when you you mention you have a lot of beer on hand. <laughs> I I know you I know you've mentioned your family likes your uh, likes your beer. So yeah, I've, it's right now between uh, Quebec and Ontario, and also Ontario and Manitoba. The borders are closed, and just due to COVID, freaking COVID. Um, so once everything calms down. I have orders for beer that need to go to family in excess of almost 20 gallons of alt beer that I have downstairs in my basement waiting to go. <laughs> oh. So I've <laughs> yeah, already we, told them. I, I typically go. Sorry. I am. Uh, I typically. No, it's okay. I think we're lagging out a little bit, but I typically go fishing up in Manitoba every summer and we, we couldn't go last year and it's not looking good for this year either. So uh, I guess we're going to have to uh, have to hope for, for the following summer, we can go make it back to Manitoba again. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping to go to Maine this summer and with the family and because there's some great breweries down in Maine, especially in around the York area in Algonquin where we stay and uh, there's one there that I, I found, which was really great. It's called Hidden Cove. And they made a fantastic sour uh, aged in tequila barrels and charred jalapeno. Oh, wow. It was so, so, so good. So. It's a good uh, step for your jalapeno beer. Yeah. Yeah. Get some tequila barrels and try it out. Yep. Well, you can get barrels. I've been like, um, if you, the thing, I can't talk right now. So with uh, Facebook, their algorithms tracking you, doing whatever else, you know, Big Brother's watching. Um, I've been getting notifications about being able to buy uh, barrels like that were used for making whiskey in that now. So you can actually get like a, a really uh -huh. full-size whiskey barrel. Um for like I don't know here in Canada I can get one for like a hundred bucks so it'll probably be I don't know two dollars two dollars American so <laughs> I don't know not these days it doesn't seem that way but so I mean or even if you like also do a small cash you can find small wood casks that you can mm -hmm. uh, put some um, hydrate them put whiskey in them or whatever other alcohol you want to prep it with and then go from there. Uh, that that would be fun to try sometime. Definitely would like to uh, like to give something like that a shot. Absolutely. So, any words of advice if family members are brewing together, what they should do together, and what they should not do together? <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know. We 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 don't seem to get too too bent out of shape about things. You know, it's we well, if it's if it's my beer that that. I'm probably going to keep for me. I, I just kind of get things ready and, and, and I tell Melissa, you know, she helps me keep track of the temperature, put the hops in. And, and if it's her beer, you know, I get this, you know, we, we, I'm kind of the helper. So who's, who's ever, who's ever beer it's going to end up kind of takes charge and, and the other person just helps out. That's, uh, that's what we've done. And we, you know, we don't, we don't take ourselves too serious. So it's, it's all about just having fun. Uh, usually the, the grandkids are, are around. They like to help grind the grain. Uh, we obviously keep them away from the hot, hot burners and the, the, 
the boiling wort, but uh, they like to help grind the grain and, and do things like that. So um, yeah, we just we just kind of make a, a you know. In fact, right now we like I say we should be brewing, but I, I got some ribs on the barbecue, so nice. we're smoking some ribs, and we usually have have something else going on too. So it's uh, it's it's just a it's just a family outing, but we brew beer instead of you know other things. There you go. And we have a special guest with us. Who do, who's joining us? You want to say hi? No. <laughs> no. Who always does the final stir in the beer? Yeah, you do. You're gonna do the final stir. <laughs> right on. That's that's my middle granddaughter, Hildegard. Hi, I'm Dan. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Do you like making beer with your granddad? Yeah. yeah. Ah, there you go. Right on. So, Melissa, what do you if, think about if my youngest? If my if you guys can hear me, we 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 lagged a little bit. <laughs> okay. So. What do you think of Melissa? What what are some of the things you think uh, you should should and should not do with with making beer? What I shouldn't make? Um, no, what you should and should not oh, do. I don't know. Beer. I've come to the point where, huh? Sorry, what was that again? I said so. What you should and should not do making beer? Not uh, what do you, what you should not make. Oh. Oh, um, do's and don'ts. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, well, do's definitely plan it out. Um, I know for me, sometimes I'm kind of running around on brew day, and um, I don't know. A big don't for me is just you know if I don't have time. Sometimes it's like, oh well, maybe I can brew in the morning and we can go do this in the uh, afternoon or something. It always gets a little hectic, but. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think we talked before, you know, I, I definitely have to have things pretty laid out. Yeah. I, I've done brew days where I like don't have my stuff where I need it to be because it's hard for me to look for things. If I, if I don't know where it is, it could be like two feet away from where it's supposed to be and, and it could just as well be a half a mile away. Um, so I need to be organized probably more so than a lot of people. Um, and I'm not a super organized person, so it's taken me a while to get to that point, but that's the only way it, it really works. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's more about not procrastinating and waiting until the last minute and just get it, get organized the day before and, and, and be ready when you're going to do and, and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I definitely, I, I do not um my husband's home to help with our, our daughter because otherwise it's just me running, you know, every five minutes to help her with something or keeping her away from the hot kettle. So mm -hmm. it, yeah. it does get easier as they get older. So with that said, guys, I think we are now at that time where we're going to say thank you very much for everything. Greatly appreciate getting caught up with you, Fred. Melissa, it was a pleasure meeting you and your, your daughter. So Hopefully she doesn't mind uh, being on the internet for uh, her voice. Um, and we'll go from there. So guys, 
check these guys out on Instagram, the blind, blind brew guy and Norsky brewer. They have some fantastic Instagram feeds for their beer making and their adventures in home brewing guys. Thank you very much for being on the show and we'll be in touch down the road to see how things are going. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. We, we enjoy talking to you.